Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Today, my guest is Spencer Roden. We're happy to have him on the podcast. Welcome, Spencer. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you are 19 years old and you're a college freshman. You're you're finishing up now, or finals time, or? Yes, um, coming right up on finals. Uh, tomorrow's actually my last day of class and then a dead day and then finals time. So uh, okay. kind of looking forward to being done, but also a little nervous about, you know, this final exam. <laughs> sure, sure. I totally get it. And where are you going to school? Um, and I'm going to school at Lyon College up in uh, Batesville, Arkansas. Now, you're doing some exceptional things. Um, <laughs> no, you, uh, you really are. And uh, basically, with the EV stuff, how did that all start for you? Yeah, so um, it started back in my engineering class um, I took in ninth grade. Um, the high school that I went to had a pretty exceptional program surrounding robotics and uh, engineering programs. And around the time that the Model 3 was getting released or announced, um, and we all watched the Model 3 reveal, and if you remember that event, they also surprise dropped the Tesla Semi and the Tesla Roadster. Right. Um, and I think they teased like the truck sometime down the road. But that that was like my first interaction with anything electric vehicle was in my engineering class. Um, and I was kind of just blown away by the specs and kind of like echoing my teacher's excitement. He was comparing just specifically the Roadster um, to a lot of the other like supercars uh, that got comparable or less than the performance of the Tesla Roadster for much, much more money. Uh, so even just the efficiency of the vehicles was like the first thing that kind of like drew me in. Right. Um, and so that was back in ninth grade. Um, I didn't have like the, the most, um, I, I guess, comprehensive view of the world. Um, my, uh, view of the electric vehicles coming in as more of a environmental play or environmental, um, reaction came later um so i initially got drawn in by the technology and like the wow factor right um but later got really passionate about it because i saw how electrification of transport could really have a big impact on reducing carbon emissions right um and and as a a 19 year old in our world today it's very important for me to uh, see reduction in carbon emissions and see our society taking more of uh, initiative and uh, ways to combat climate change um, because I feel like that is one of the, the biggest issues kind of facing my generation today and, and the whole United States. Um, but like as a young person today, it's a very real issue that like you can't really run from it. <laughs> um, right. So EVs, one, got drawn in by the, the cool factor, but later found out about the uh, how good they are for the environment. And those two together just kind of compounded and sparked my, my inspiration and love for them. Okay. Now, you, you, you touched on your generation, so I'm, I'm uh, guessing that's Gen Z. Um, yes. How, how do your peers react or, or what, do, what do they think about your enthusiasm for electric cars and and you know kind of greening transportation 
Um, for the is most part, well, first of all, is it something you talk to them about, or? <laughs> yes. Um, the first couple of years after learning about electric vehicles, that's like all my free time I spent researching them, uh, figuring out the different models, how they worked, like the ins and outs. And like, I would talk to my parents about it nonstop, also my friends. So I, I've kind of learned to, to dial it back. It does seem now that a lot more people are, especially in my generation, excited about the future of uh, electric vehicles. And they, they seem to be very open and accepting to this new technology. I've seen very, very little pushback among my peers, really. Well, and, and, you know, it's interesting, too, because I have this, uh, I, I understand ten, only 10% of EV buyers, I think this is back at the end of 2019, were between the ages of 25 and 34. And a big reason for that is, um, I guess, what you would kind of expect, which is, you, you know, the younger generation um, can be struggling with student debt. Um, there could be, you know, starting wages, um, which obviously is not what you're making when you're in the workforce for a bit longer. So um, that's kind of something where I think that's that's going to be changing because um, I, I think a couple things. There's the uh, the closing gap between the gas vehicles and EVs. Uh, more uh, traditional automakers are getting into the game, which is great, and competition has a way of doing that. Um, and also the economies of scale and scope. I mean, lithium-ion batteries have gone down by over 70% uh, since uh, my car was made in the Nissan Leaf, uh, a 2011 Nissan Leaf. So that's great news. I mean, it's, it's kind of doing what the phone, you know, uh, did from when the iPhone was first introduced. It was a very expensive, uh, less capable thing. And uh, technology has a way of doing that. Uh, things get better and things get cheaper. And that's, I guess, just good for everybody, but probably especially folks that are, you know, in college, going to be graduating college. Are folks, uh, your, your peers, are they excited about driving? You know, that's also something that's changed. Uh, not everybody feels yes. like they have to drive. Yes. Um, I do actually have a few peers that were very hesitant to, to begin driving in the first place. Right. Um, and a few now that are still very hesitant and don't like to drive if they don't have to. Right. Um, and then there's also other of my peers, including me, that absolutely love to drive. And there'll be times where, like, if I get, like, stressed out, like, I'll just, like, put on my favorite playlist and, and go for a drive, kind of just clear my head. But for a lot of other people, it's seen as, like, a stressful event to drive and they avoid it. So I think... As it is right now with electric vehicles, um, with being some autonomy and some kind of like assistance with the driving, and as that develops more and more capabilities with that, I think it will be widely accepted among my peers that doesn't like to drive would right. absolutely love it if they weren't, if they got over kind of the, the fears that, the new fears that come with it, if you can trust the technology. True. But uh, I think also in the same regard, like, there will be still people in my generation that want to hold on to the ability to drive if they if they can. So um, now it's... you know um, the the whole idea of uh, the technology, the idea of of being you know uh, conscious of the environment. Is that something that you feel like you get from your family? Uh, are, are your your parents kind of like that? Or yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Growing up, we always had giant recycling bins for like cardboard, plastic, and glass. Um, we used recyclable bags before they were cool. <laughs> um, 
we've uh, adopted, like, I forget when we got it, but we have two Priuses in the family. Got the first one, I think, in 2006. Okay. So kind of early adopters towards the hybrid space for the environmental reasons. So very much in my upbringing to, to be environmentally conscious. And then also the technology side of it as well. Like I grew up very much involved in robotics and technology. My dad is a computer programmer, so he helped in, and facilitated a lot of that. So okay. electric cars have kind of just been the perfect avenue for, for, for me. I've basically been raised to be an EV guru. <laughs> now, when did, you, when did you all get the, uh, is the Tesla Model 3? Yes, um, we got the Tesla Model 3 just about two years ago now, and which seems crazy to me to think about because it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But uh, yeah, we got it uh, two years ago, and my family is the type that doesn't really buy a new car until we absolutely need one. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it had come to that time, and they were looking at the, the Toyota Prius Prime, just continuing along with the Prius. They like the Toyota brand. And I had been talking their ear off about Teslas um, for for years at that point. And uh, they went to they went to go test drive the the Toyota Prius Prime. And the the main thing they were curious about was the electric capabilities because you can actually drive that one on like partial like or drive that one on electric. Right. Um, and the dealership didn't even have it charged. So they weren't able to talk or kind of even discuss or feel or experience the electric side of the vehicle. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in, in one regard, that, that was one big factor. And then also they were um, like the dealership wasn't really working with them um, as far as like the pricing and everything. They were kind of, I think it was to do with the, the, the interest rate on the vehicle. So it led them to look elsewhere. And my mom got home and she was like, I haven't even driven a Tesla yet. And I was like, you can set one up online. Um, I typed it in real quick. And the, the closest place ended up being in Texas. So we How had far to, away is that? Um, I believe it was about a four-hour trip. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> four or five-hour trip into Texas. Um, we did it over a weekend. Very spontaneous. Very kind of out of the blue and out of the ordinary for my family. Right. Um but I was just excited to go because at that point I had only seen them. Like I hadn't even ridden in electric vehicle. Right. Um, but we actually ended up purchasing one that day and I'm still kind of in disbelief. So they got, you, like, you were able to drive it. Yes. Yes. I was able to drive it. My mom also was able to drive it, which was very important. My dad did not drive it um, because okay. he doesn't want to drive a vehicle. He doesn't own one for like legal and safety reasons, but two, he doesn't want to get like fall in love with the car and then sure. not not get it. But my mom, on the other hand, she she fell in love with the car, and uh, we went back to the dealership and and ordered one that day, which was absolutely mind blowing. We were just going for a test drive all along the drive. I was kind of helping the salesman <laughs> sell the car. And, what and, color? Like, what color is it? Uh, it's a white Model 3, so no self-driving package like the the base model Tesla 3. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yeah. Do you get to drive it now? or? I do. It took a while for me to be able to drive it, um, even with somebody in there. Now I can drive it um, by myself, but it, it took a while for them to, <laughs> to let me drive the car by myself. But I do. I actually uh, drove me, my sister, and my mother to Mother's Day brunch. Um, Sunday. Oh, sweet, sweet. 
Now, what is Arkansas like as far as EV adoption? Have other, are there other, you know, EVs around uh, where you live, uh, around the school? Do folks kind of look at what you have and, and ask questions or? Yeah. Um, so the, the first point, um, the EV adoption in Arkansas is actually very low. I think, I know the charging number for sure. I believe Boulder, Colorado has 210 in their whole city. So, uh, and then as far as vehicles, I believe the number's around 15,000. So again, pretty low. I might be adding a zero to that, but um, we do get a lot of questions about the, the car because people do tend to recognize it and they'll like come up to the grocery store or come up to like my mom at the grocery store and like ask her questions and stuff about it. And one interesting parallel they drew was when they first got the, the Prius, they had people coming up to them at, in public, uh, basically trying to dissuade them from owning Ooh. that vehicle. Um, Why? Just because of like um, it being kind of new still. Okay. Um, they're like, uh, the, the battery's going to run out. It's going to be super expensive to replace it. Like it's not efficient. Uh -huh. Like there's a lot of people just like really, really against the, the Priuses and like we would get like weird looks at school and like it was it was uh kind of we were supporting the the kind of technology before it was way before it was cool in arkansas right um because yeah we did go through that period where like driving a prius like you were it kind of like labels you <laughs> um in arkansas but now electric vehicles and and partly and thanks to tesla's marketing is making them cool basically right um and uh so yeah now we get people coming up and asking questions about the car but it's in a positive light this time oh that's great uh, yeah yeah so one thing I'm, I'm really excited about talking to you about is um you have started a um a chapter for the electric auto association and um that's really cool. I wasn't even aware. I mean, I thought that every state had a <laughs> electric <laughs> chapter yeah. uh, from Electric Auto Association, and I was wrong uh, because yours is brand new. What brought that on? I mean, um, you know, what made you think about that? How did you find out about Electric Auto? All that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, so what kind of like led me eventually to Electric Auto? I had just gotten done taking an entrepreneurship class, learned all these principles about business, learned how to make a business plan, um, all of that. And I had given a presentation about electric vehicles in my speech class, um, which eventually led me to, to want to start a business around electric vehicles, um, which I think uh, was another one of the things. In, in starting this, I was doing all the initial research and uh, finding the background of essentially what I wanted to create was a clothing brand in support of electric vehicles. Okay. Um, so we would take the model of like those outdoorsy brands that donate their profits towards building trees or cleaning up the beaches, things like that, um, and apply it to things like building charging stations or funding t uh, research or facilitating test drives. And in my initial research, I reached out to adopt a charger. And they shot back. Um, I was just asking like how much it costs to install a charging station. And they shot back and they were like, hey, do you want to do a, uh, a project in Arkansas where we install charging stations? 
And so I was like totally out of the blue, but I was like, yes, I'm all for it. And we ended up applying for a grant, ended up getting said grant, and we wrote into it that uh, we would start up a chapter of the Arkansas Electric Vehicle, or the Arkansas EAA. Uh, and a big part of EV adoption is making sure people are educated and getting the word out. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not enough to just drop the charging stations. So in all of this initiative, um, it's through Intergy, through their Environmental Initiatives Fund, and working with Kitty Adams at Adopt-A-Charger. So Kitty helped a ton with uh, connecting me to people in Arkansas that we were in the mainly utility space for potential board members and just good contacts. She gave me introductions to the national leadership that also has helped me, supported me in starting up the chapter, helping get the website going, starting with the organizational stuff. So in a long roundabout answer, uh, it was part of a, a grant program from Intergy and uh, we're still in our early stages, but uh, we've got some exciting things planned. And um, I'm excited for the future of electric vehicles in Arkansas. Now, do you have a name for the chapter? Yes. Uh, it's called the Arkansas Electric Vehicle Association okay. um, or AEVA. I liked the electric vehicle instead of electric auto just because the EV is seen a lot more in media and electric vehicle is more kind of like recognized um, right. and i wanted that to, to be represented but well and that also includes things like electric mobility like scooters and buses and uh things that are outside the auto kind of realm which i think is neat um yes. we even had uh for evolve ky early on when we had our monthly meetings we had a um, person that had a shop come in and and bring some of her things and she had an electric unicycle that our, our members got a chance to try out, which was really pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what kind of goals, I guess, uh, you know, short-term, long-term goals, uh, what kinds of challenges do you see um, kind of facing you with, you know, the Electric Auto Association or, or EV group there? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the, the biggest goals personally that I would like to – uh, push um, is for dealership engagement just simply because like my personal story is we didn't end up buying a, a plug-in hybrid because the dealership just wasn't informed and, and able to kind of talk intelligently about those right um, and I and I know this is the case from like talking to other people as well it's like in a lot of like um, instances these dealerships aren't kind of really prepared to sell these vehicles. So that's one point that I'd like to, to make an impact in Arkansas. And then the other big thing I think is EV test drives. Because again, going back to our story, we had to go to Texas to do a test drive. Right. Um, and, and I really do believe that those test drives and just getting exposure and interactions, it's really that catalyst for adoption. So those are the, the two big initiatives and kind of goals that I would like to see prevalent in this chapter is facilitating test drives, doing ride and drive events, getting as many, many people as we can in electric vehicles, and then also helping these dealerships um, be effective in the way they're talking to their customers and, and showing people around these vehicles. Right. Um, yeah. Now, um, uh, how many how many members um, do you have in, in the group? Or is it, it's just, you said it's just starting out? Yes, just starting out, 
Um, as of right now, I believe we have like seven or eight members. Yeah, that's great. But we, uh, we started out with um, is very similar, uh, six mm-hmm. or seven. And what we ended up doing, uh, I don't know how you, how did you reach out to find people for for uh, getting together and and being a member? Yeah, well, most of them has honestly come through this grant with Intergy. Um, okay. Kitty, like I said, uh, connected me to a lot of people namely the ones that joined the board. And then we got, we ran an event uh, a couple weekends ago and we did a ribbon cutting ceremony at some of the charging stations we installed and we did test drives and, and ride alongs. Um, and we had, I think 82 people registered, which was like really great turnout, um, far more than I was expecting. So there were a few people that uh, joined on from that event. Okay. Um, and then I also got a lot of emails from that event that we'll, we'll be sending like follow-up stuff to them. Um, right. And that's one like thing that I haven't quite decided yet is to what, where do we draw the line between membership and uh, just general public of like sharing information, uh, which I guess that's one thing to, to work on, but cause I want it to be available and, and have an impact to, uh, the greater population of Arkansas without having to become a member, but right. I also do want to reserve benefits for members. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I know with, uh, the EV group that I helped start here in, in Kentucky, it was about mm-hmm. six or seven years ago. And the EV landscape was a lot different six or seven years ago. And we actually had to be very creative. We, um, went on PlugShare, uh, which people don't always think about, especially f- folks in Tesla's don't, don't always think about that because it's not always needed. But a lot of people, at least at that time, were putting their home stations on uh, PlugShare. So we were able to kind of draw a circle of sorts and see the people, see the pins you know, on there and send them messages. And we met up at a coffee shop. And from that point, you know, like I said, it was maybe six or seven people at the most. Yeah. Um, you know, fast forward to today, we have probably about 150 or 160 paid members. Uh, wow. And then our, our list, I mean, this is giving you a little fast forward into the future. Um, mm-hmm. Our list, um, we have a, like a MailChimp that has probably six or 700 people on it. Wow. Uh, that we, yeah, that we send out notices to and, and different uh, things that are important, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's really amazing how fast this is all moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, you know, kind of going back to what you were asking or, or talking about with membership versus, you know, just kind of getting the information out to the general public. I, I think there is a desire for people to be paid members and feel an investment in something, you know, that goes beyond just kind of a peripheral kind of uh, involvement. Um, that's what we've found, at least. Um, so, and uh, there is an opportunity to, you know, I don't know if we've really explored it uh, as much as we could, but at least at the moment, we have different levels of membership and we print up, we have uh, badges laser cut on um, bamboo, uh, so they're sustainable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the different levels of membership on there along with when they joined and People really seem to like that. So it's really kind of a friendly thing. 
Um, how many chargers did you say you've, you've, you've gotten up in the community so far? We were able to install 10 charging stations. Um, hopefully we get some second round funding from Volkswagen and we can see if we can do five to 10 more. Okay. Um, but uh, don't quote me on that because it's not set in stone yet. That's um, right. But uh, yeah, for this project, um, we've, we've been able to do 10 around the state, which is absolutely amazing, far exceeded yeah. um, any kind of goal I, I set out at the beginning. Yeah, well, it's perfect timing. I mean, right now, everybody's talking about the, this and everybody's thinking about this. Um, can you tell me a little bit, you, you mentioned, you touched on a, a clothing brand and, and a business yes. that you've started up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so I, I touched a little bit about the backstory of, of like having this interest for many, many years and then having this business class and a speech that all kind of accumulated into sparking the idea for this business. And at the, the surface level, kind of the concrete part of it is the clothing brand, like you said. Um, where we do donate 20% of the profits towards different EV initiatives. As of right now, it's all going to building charging stations. Um, but majority of what I actually spend my time on is uh, figuring out more partnerships and projects to go out and execute on. Um, we were able to instant install 10 charging stations, which was the equivalent of selling, I believe, 15,000 shirts so the the impact versus like the the effort is is right. just so much more um in these these big projects like this um i do realize that you basically have to get lucky for uh, a clothing brand to take off so what i'm mainly sp focusing my time on is is building partnerships and seeking out more projects uh that can have impacts in the ev space additional to the brand and I do get enjoyment and I do love this kind of work. So if I can continue building this brand and um, one day it does, we, I do get lucky or we do get lucky and it, and it takes off. Um, and it's a great way to continue funneling uh, donations into this project. But for the time being, I'm, I'm spending a lot of my time looking for the next project and, and can continuing to develop these uh these initiatives to, to keep making impacts. Now, where are these chargers located? What kinds of places, or is it is it one specific kind of place, or uh, how how far apart are they? All that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, so they were pretty much all over the state, located close to major roads, um, and then also targeting. Um, places that would help the local communities. So having them in locations that would attract EV drivers to places where they could leave their car for 30 minutes or an hour or a couple hours um, and go and engage with the local economy, whether that be at a local coffee shop or restaurant or um, one of the shops in town. As far as the location, there were a lot in Little Rock just simply because that is one of the, the big hubs for EV drivers. But like I said, we did have um, a few locations that went in as like connectors towards uh, quote unquote EV deserts in the state. That, that was the major goal in thinking behind the, the locations for the chargers. Did you have any hesitation when, uh, when you approached folks about this? Or, what, I mean, was it something that 
the entire cost was covered or, or was it partial? Um, how did that work? Um, to be honest, I personally didn't do much of the interaction with the site host. Okay. Um, Kitty Adams uh, worked on most of that. And from my understanding, most of those agreements were, were structured as providing the electricity as an amenity and basically fee-free charging where the site host would pick up the cost of electricity just simply for the benefits of having the drivers come to the location. Um, and I do know of like one location where like they just didn't answer back. But other than that, it seemed to go pretty, pretty smoothly um, with all the, the installs and with the locations. Lone Oak specifically, the whole community came out in, in support of it. And uh, it really seems like that is going to be one of those like Johnny Appleseed kind of installs where it's going to have spidering impact in, in the communities and surrounding towns. So that one specifically is really exciting. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, as, as far as kind of fast forwarding to, uh, well, first of all, you, what, are, what are you going to school for? So I'm looking to major in business, but with a minor in computer science. And if I can squeeze it in, I'm going to see if I can double major in economics as well. Okay. Wow. And um, what kinds of things um, outside of school do you do, you do for fun and, and just kind of all that? Yeah. So the reason I'm actually at Line is all through college, or not college, all through middle school and high school, I've been super involved with archery. Okay. Um, and uh, I wanted to continue that in college. And Lyon College was just starting up their archery program. So I became the first signed archer in, uh, in Arkansas. So I'm on the, the archery team here. Uh, and that's really exciting because it's a new program. So I'm, I've gotten a hand in like working on, on developing the, the programs and, and getting all the equipment and stuff. Part of my time spent towards uh, practice and, and competing in archery. Of course, a lot of my time goes to keeping up and building uh, my business as well as uh, electric auto. Um, I've recently taken up uh, bouldering. Um, oh. Yeah, we have uh, a bouldering wall at school and uh, I did a competition kind of on a whim and actually learned how to use the wall. Um, and it made it a lot more challenging for me. And it was enough to kind of like spark that challenge and then get out there pretty much every other day now um, and, and try and go for like harder and harder routes. So uh, that's like a, a fun hobby that, that kind of keeps me fit as well. So Oh, that's great. That's great. Anything else that I, I didn't ask that you'd want to touch on? Um, I do actually have a few questions for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So is Evolve KY um, a chapter of the Electric Auto Association or is it independent? Um, yes, <laughs> we are both. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, actually, it's interesting because um, when we started out, uh, we did not have nonprofit status. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons we started, probably similar to you know what you're doing, is we felt like if we had a group that we would have more of a voice and, you know, we could, whether it's, you know, writing or, or going to them and, and, you know, stating that we wanted to get more EV, you know, infrastructure out there. We thought, oh, you know, maybe uh, 
starting a group is a, a good first step. So we started the group. Then I think we, we found out about Electric Auto Association, promptly joined them. Um, you know, all the members, I think, pretty much that were in the group at that time. It was a small group. And uh, then we also found out, I think we started a couple months after uh, Drive Electric Week. So we missed that one um, because of just when we started. But we had a lot of time to plan for the next one. Um, so, you know, we it was interesting. Almost well, maybe a little less than a year after we started, we installed our first um, dual charger uh, in a kind of a hip uh, area of downtown Louisville called Nulu. Uh, that was kind of up and coming. I think part of our success was that through Electric Auto Association, they allowed us to use them as an umbrella because they were a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, and if there were any donations, which that first charger, the charger was donated and the electrical was donated, everything was donated. So they were able to use that as a tax deduction. We were able to get our, our first charger in, which I think is always the hardest to, to you know, the first thing is always the hardest. So you know, once that happened, we were able to get a few more chargers in. I think we averaged maybe two or three chargers a year in the very beginning. And then we we realized how important it was for us to look into getting our nonprofit status mm -hmm. so we could do it. Um, you know, st we still are members. Uh, we still have a number of our members uh, as members of Electric Auto Association because we feel that's important and they they serve a very important role. But we also are our own nonprofits. So with the, um, the charger stuff, um, it's, it's basically, we're able to go and tell the local shop, like you said, coffee shop, whatever, um, if they wanted to put this in, uh, there are options, you know, they can, they can fund it themselves, which some places will do that, or they can partially fund it, you know, and maybe pay half of it mm -hmm. and get a sponsor for the other half or, um, Get the whole thing sponsored by one sponsor, two or three sponsors. So yeah, that's that's kind of how we did it. Where we, I think you know you just you're, you're kind of feeling alone, you know, especially in in states like we're in, um, because it it isn't like the West Coast where you know you're you're seeing this all over the place. You're seeing chargers everywhere. You're seeing electric vehicles everywhere. Um, you know, in those early days, uh, we literally could I could go a week or two without seeing another EV on the road. Oh, yeah. um, now, you know, it's common to see several, usually Teslas, but several EVs a day, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do believe that it's just going to pick up from this point on, you know. I was, I was very curious of, of kind of how that works because I did tool around on, I found you evolved while doing research to inform how we wanted to build our website. Oh, cool. Um, and I, I highlighted y'all's website as like an amazing uh, example. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. Major props on the website. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. As, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a fresh set of eyes, just recently looking at all the EAA websites, um, I think y'all's definitely stands out in a good way. So. Well, I, I, we can't take uh, 100%. We can't take credit for that. But uh, we did reach out. Um, we have a great thing where the uh, University of Louisville, mm -hmm. um, they have a great um, graphic design program. Mm -hmm. And every year uh, they select, you know, maybe two or three uh, nonprofits in the community um, to uh, do 
design work for. So we found out about that and we immediately reached out and, uh, yeah, that was several months of, you know, meeting with them and, and, uh, having them do presentations to us. And, you know, it was something that this group, um, took on as a project, uh, everything from our, you know, website to, uh, social media and business cards and letterhead, the whole thing, you know, so, wow. uh, you know, I wish I could say that our website looked like that all along, but, <laughs> but it didn't. And yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're thrilled because that's super important to, you know, yeah. to kind of show people what you're doing. And uh, exactly. they did, they did a great job. Um, yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. Um, might go shopping around at the Arkansas schools and see if there's a, yeah. a comparable program. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I did have one more question. Um, sure. It's kind of more towards advice in, in being the position where you're at, kind of like six down, six years down the road. Right. Um, would you have any advice for, for me and kind of like a, a do-over, what you might do differently or, or just kind of general advice for, for me just starting out? Yeah, I, I think it's really important to get folks involved you know, early on, because uh, you don't want, the whole idea is to have a group. I always call our, our group here an eclectic electric group. And um, I mean, I approach this for, you know, real heavy kind of environmental reasons. So that's me. But yeah. then I, I, I realized that, um, yeah, we have an electric vehicle group, and there's going to be a large percentage of, of folks that uh, are going to you know, more or less feel the way I feel and are doing it for those reasons, but not everybody, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's important to have, I always, you know, I call our group an eclectic electric group because I, I really think it is, you know? And, and I think the best comes out when you're able to, because we're still talking about early adopters and early adopters are kind of cool people. You know, they are embracing something and they're having faith in something and when you kind of tap them for their talents and you combine it with your talents, you know, I think, uh, you know, magical things happen. And at our best moments, that, that happened. You know, we have, I mean, a few years after we started, I would say maybe two or three years after we started, we had the idea of doing like a, a video, like a promotional video. Because I think just like you're realizing, education is a huge piece of this. And yes. uh that's kind of how we were approaching it. And um, we found a local filmmaker who um, I'm, we met with over lunch. And uh, long story short, we were first talking about, you know, a little video, maybe, you know, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. And yeah. uh, this thing morphed into an hour long documentary um, <laughs> where we crowdsourced it through Indiegogo. Um, it was a probably a two or three year project, not just EVs. We were talking about solar in the state, uh, battery technology. The filmmaker went with one of our members on a trip out to Eastern Kentucky, which is not right next door, um, in the Tesla. And they visit the, um, the coal mining museum, which had solar panels on the roof, um, <laughs> and talked to people there, gave rides uh, in the Tesla there. Um, yeah. so that's just like one example of how, again, you tap the people that are in your group for their strengths, you know, and, um, kind of run with it. And, and I think in our, our best moments, uh, we've been able to do that. 
it, it's just been a lot of fun. And I think it has to be fun because uh, yeah, not something that at least at this point, everybody's doing. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, no. Um, I came across the, the documentary, I think it was last week when I was taking a deeper dive into y'all's uh, website. Like, that's really cool to see how that kind of like developed out of just like a, a lunch conversation. Well, yeah, and it's interesting that we went to this place for lunch and then we came out and Ben Evans is a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's on our website and I think through Vimeo you could rent it or buy it. Um mm-hmm. And it's 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 really cool. There's not a lot of EV, you know, kind of ish uh, films out there. So this is kind of uh, adds to that mix. And uh, it was interesting that we we both plugged in at the first charger that Evolve put in. And when we came out, we noticed that we had almost the exact same car. Uh, <laughs> it was an ocean blue Nissan Leaf, and we when his was like one year newer than mine. Yeah. Um, but that was almost maybe a sign, you know, that, uh, this was going to work out. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess I, I swore at that point that I would never do another crowdsourcing campaign because that was like a job in and of itself, um, oh, yeah. worth it. And we had a lot of fun with it, but it, it was, it was a lot of work. There were definitely moments when I was like, uh, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, That's uh, understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on on the show. Good luck on your finals. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I really do appreciate you having me on. Um, this is a first for me. I've never <laughs> never been on a podcast before. Well, excellent. Um, excellent. So I appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash EVU. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.